0: Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Cluth.
1: This means start moving when God speaks. Start moving and He will work out the details. Do you guys believe that? That God will work out the details? Because a lot of times those little seeds in our hearts, we're like, I have no idea how it's going to work out. I have no organization on this. I have no training in this. God, are you sure you're calling me? Because this is crazy. Oh yes, I'm calling you to do this work. Take that same faith that that you have when you place your faith in Jesus Christ.
0: When the Lord called Gideon to do a seemingly impossible task, Gideon asked God for signs to prove that the Lord was indeed with him. Pastor Eric will teach us that while it's okay to ask the Lord for confirmation, as believers we do not need signs because we have the Holy Spirit and the Word to guide us. Now, here's Pastor Eric in the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 36, with today's
1: study. So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you shall save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowlful of water. So here we see Gideon, who has been met by the Lord face to face, and said that I'm going to be with you and you're going to defeat the Midianites. And then God spared his life from the men of the city after he tore down this altar. And now Gideon says to the Lord, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said... Look, I'm going to throw out a fleece of wool, and this is what I need you to do for me. So I know that you've called me to do this. Guys, has God called Gideon to go and defeat the Midianites? Yes, he has. He has called him to do this. And so he throws out this fleece. And God is again displaying his patience with Gideon as because this is now his second request for a sign. Do you remember his first request for the sign? That he would come and take the altar uh, of the offering and that and God would do something? And God what? Sent fire from heaven and destroyed it. So this is now Gideon's second request for God to show him what he needs to be doing. Okay? Second request. So the fleece is out, and Gideon, it says, rose early. Well, if that was you, don't you think you'd be raising, or getting up early to find out what God did? Yeah, Sure you would. I would think so. And so he goes, and you see, the ground is dry, and uh, he asked God to make the fleece wet. So all you really got to do is what? Touch the fleece to find out if it's wet or not, right? Okay, but that wasn't good enough for Gideon. He could have just touched it, but what did the Bible say he did? He grabbed it and he wrung it out. I got oh, it's wet, but I got to make sure it's wet by wringing it out into a bowlful of water. Guys, do you think that he struggled with doubt? Yes, he did. He struggled with doubt. He doubted the call of God so much that he wrung, he wrung out the fleece. As a bowl full of water. So then, okay, God does this for him. He has a bowl full of water. Then in verse 39, he says this. Then Gideon said to God, uh, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Oh, here we go again with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And guess what God did, you guys, in verse 40. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. So here, our friend Gideon, who was a mighty man of valor, the Lord described him as, says what to God? Okay, I've had two signs from you now. I need number three. Three signs that you are calling me to go fight the Midianites. Oh, and this time, we're going to play along with the fleece again, God. So uh, please don't be angry. I think we have another Abraham on our hands. Do you guys remember when Abraham did this with God? When he was talking to the Lord at Sodom? And he says, uh, if there was 50 people righteous, would you spare the city? Yes, you know, but there's, you know, but there's not, you know. Okay, if there's 40, 30, goes on and on. And, and, and so Abraham himself doubted the Lord in his faithfulness, okay? And, and so Gideon is doing the same thing, saying, I'm doubting what you're saying to me. I'm doubting your calling in my life. So I need another sign. God, though, you guys, was once again patient. Patient. Now, was it wrong for Gideon to ask for a sign? No. I would have to say no, because God did not rebuke him here, okay? He didn't correct him. Should have Gideon asked for a sign? I would have to say no. God already told him that he was going to use him. God already gave him what he was going to do for him, and that would be to defeat the Midianites. And so over the past weeks, we've been talking a lot about doing the work of the Lord. Doing the work of the Lord. And (laughs) when we get our orders, what should we do with them? You know, if we're talking about doing the work of the Lord, then that means that God is speaking to us. Because we've mentioned, you know, I've mentioned that God has a plan for each and one of you guys. And that he wants to use you for his kingdom. And he is using many of you for his kingdom right now uh but when what do we do though, when God gives us something to do for Him? what is our first response to him? majority of the time is i don't know i don 't know what i don 't know what if I should do it or not. Is this of god i got, i don't know I need a sign, I need a sign that this is from God. you guys been there i've been there i've been there many times where i've 've said, you know, Lord. I feel that you're calling me to do something, but I really need to see a physical sign. My question then is, are we obeying what God is putting on our hearts and trusting in the Lord and stepping out in faith? Or are we not? Well, most of the time, we can fall into that category of going back and forth with it. And it's like, God has already told us what to do. Why not just step out in faith and do it? Are we like that teeter-totter going back and forth, back and forth in what God has spoken to you? Because I truly believe if God has given you a job to do, then you have to believe when he says this in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world, Amen. If Jesus Christ himself said to his disciples after he was resurrected, he says, you know, go into this world and make disciples of all nations. Oh, and by the way, I'm with you always. Guys, God means what he says. And so if God is putting something on your heart and he has told you to do something for him and his kingdom, know that he is with you guys and he's he's going to be with you. I mean, believe Jesus when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you truly believe that verse? Do you truly believe that God is going to be with you? Because if you do, then you know that whatever God has called you to do, that you can carry it out because guess who's with you? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus is with you. Have the faith to carry out the job that God has placed before you. Have the faith to do it. Because guess what? We have two things that Gideon did not have. Number one, we have the full counsel of God's word. We have the Bible. Gideon did not have the whole counsel of God at this time. Number two thing that we have is that we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us always. Guiding us and helping us. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, the helper. Jesus said, I'm going to send the helper to help you, right? And so we have his spirit indwelling in us, indwelling in those who believe in Jesus Christ into his children. Uh, The Holy Spirit is indwelling. And then we have the whole counsel of God. And a lot of us probably have five, six, seven of these at our house. Then you have some on your phones. You have the word of God at your disposal. So therefore, we shouldn't doubt the calling that God has given us. Because he, we have his word and we have his Holy Spirit. We shouldn't have to ask for signs. Why? Because God himself is in you. God himself is in you. If you truly have that personal relationship with Jesus, God is in you. Okay? See, Jesus said this about the signs to the Pharisees. In Matthew 12, 39. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the the prophet Jonah. What do the Pharisees keep asking Jesus? Give us a sign! Give us a sign! But did they believe? Did they believe that Jesus was the Messiah? No, they did not. See, God has given us signs. God has given all of us signs. All throughout God's word, God has given us signs. In your own personal lives, God has shown you himself. He has shown you his power. How many signs will it take you to believe in, in him? How many signs will it take for you to have the faith to be an obedient servant and to do what he is calling you to do? How many, how many times can he show you, I am with you, How many times can he say, here it is, what are you going to do? I'm with you, I'm providing for you. See, the problem with the Pharisees is that they saw Jesus perform these signs and wonders, but their hearts were too hard to realize who Jesus was. Don't be a Pharisee. One who is uh, uh, of religious, right, doing religious things. But they were so wrapped up in themselves, their hearts were hardened, that they didn't see the way that God was moving in front of them. They had Jesus right there in front of them. And they're asking him, hey, perform a sign so we can see. Well, there's a sign in Jonah. Believe that. So look at your own life and see the signs that Jesus has and is performing in your lives. Because Jesus is doing a mighty work. And believe in what he is doing. And obey the voice of the Lord. Going back to Deuteronomy 28. I don't know why God is just just laying this on, you know. And I'm just seeking the Lord, saying, God, what is it that you want me to see? What is our church? What do we need to be doing for you? And this Deuteronomy 28 just keeps coming back to me, as the Lord keeps showing me. 28.1, he says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Carries on in verse 2, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Again, it comes back to obeying the voice of the Lord. Gideon was told by God what to do. But yet he doubted his calling. He doubted the calling. Well, then the question then is, well, how do I know if it's of God? Have you ever asked that question? How do I know of what's in my heart, this little seed in my heart? How do I know it's of God? Test it with the word of God. Test it with the word of God. Take that seed that is in your heart and take it to the word that God has provided for you. If it aligns with God's word, then I would say probably a good percentage that it's from the Lord. (laughs) It's from the Lord and he wants you to start doing it. If the thing in your heart has nothing to do with the cross, has nothing to do with salvation and pointing people to Jesus Christ, then I would probably say you're safe to say that it's probably not from the Lord. Okay? Okay? if it has nothing to do with God and if it doesn't align with his God, in God's word and doesn't point people to Jesus because ultimately it, the, the Bible is a story of redemption, if it has nothing to do with that, then I would probably say you're safe to say that it's not of the Lord, okay? But if it is something to do with his kingdom and to bring people into his kingdom, then I would say, what are you waiting for? Take that step of faith and trust in him. This means start moving when God speaks. Start moving, and He will work out the details. Do you guys believe that? That God will work out the details? Because a lot of times, those little seeds in our hearts, we're like, I have no idea how it's going to work out. I have no organization on this. I have no training in this. God, are you sure you're calling me? Because this is crazy. Oh, yes, I'm calling you to do this work. Take that same faith that that you have, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ. You know that faith that says, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God uh, sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Guess what? I have faith in that, but I don't have the faith to go step out and do what God is calling me to do. We need to have that faith that God has given us to just, just to go out and believe in him. Believe in him. Apply that same faith in the work that God has placed before you. I think of what Jesus said concerning to those who needed to see his physical resurrection. Remember Thomas? Thomas says, I will not believe until I put my hands in, in His where the nails were at. I'm not going to believe until I do that. Again, God, Jesus being patient with him shows himself to Thomas. But guess what Jesus said in John 20, 29. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed. Blessed. To those who still believe and have not seen. Again, it goes back to what God said to Israel. If you diligently obey my voice and follow my ways, you will be blessed. But here's the thing, we can't beat ourselves up. Because as I was reading this, I'm like, man, Lord, this is pretty heavy duty, because I am like Gideon. I'm all about the fleece. I think I have a collection in my closet of fleeces, you guys, where I've thrown them out. God, make it wet, make it dry. But truly, I believe God is teaching me that, you know what? It's better just to start believing that little inkling in my heart, you know, that little small voice saying, you know what, take that step of faith and do it. Trust me. Don't worry about the fleece. But if you do throw the fleece out, know that I'm patient. Know that I'm there for you, and I'm waiting for you so that we can get to work and do what I've called you to do. God did not discipline Gideon for asking three times to show him a sign. Nor he, did he do it with Abraham, did he? He didn't do it with Abraham, he was patient. And so the thing is, is that we've all doubted, and we've all asked for these signs. Numerous signs. It's because I truly believe why God is so patient is because he knows that maybe man struggles with faith. Maybe God knows that we struggle with Faith. Because maybe that's why Jesus said this in, in Matthew 17:20. So Jesus said to them, because of, uh, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So Jesus is saying, if you have faith as a mustard seed, a mustard seed is like a tip of a pen. So if God didn't know if we struggled with faith, why would it be brought down to a point of a pen? Saying, if you have just this amount of faith, you can move a mountain. Nothing is impossible for you. Wow, God, (laughs) that is awesome. And so Jesus is saying, just by a little bit of faith, it does amazing things. See, the cool thing about Gideon, you guys, is that Gideon had a mustard seed of faith. He had a mustard seed of faith because guess what? Because of his mustard seed, as we will see in the weeks to come, he will do something mighty. He will defeat the Midianites. And we'll see, it's gonna be pretty pretty extreme of how God does it, you know. But when we have that mustard seed of faith, God does an amazing work, just like he said, nothing will be impossible for you. And you know what is really neat? Is that because of Gideon's mustard seed faith. That got him elected into the Hall of Faith in Hebrews. Can you believe that? Here's a guy that's asking God three times to show him what he needs to be doing, and he got elected into the Hall of Faith? Oh, yes, he did. Check it out in Hebrews 11.32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, even Barak, okay? And Samson and Japheth, Also of David and Samuel and the prophets, continuing in verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Verse 34, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned from flight their armies of, of the aliens. Guys, Because of Gideon's small mustard seed of faith, he was included with some heavy hitters in that, right? In the hall of faith. He was with Samson. He was with David, Samuel, and the prophets. What? This guy, did you see already? He wrung out the thing, man. He wrung out the fleece to get the bull to see the water physically. But yet God honored his faith. That's awesome. That is very encouraging to me because I've been there and I can relate to Gideon. And God is going to honor your small mustard seed faith. He's going to use it for his kingdom and he's going to do something awesome. So I would say, ditch the doubt and grab the faith. Because God is... Wonderful. God is patient. And truly, as I read this, I read the fleece, I'm just like blown away by the patience of God. Because how often am I going back and forth? Is this of you? Is it not of you? Instead of just listening to his voice saying, this is what I need you to do. And then just doing it. And so I was reading First Thessalonians the other morning, just reading First Thessalonians, this verse that Paul writes, this passage that Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, he says this, "'For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe.'" Now, why do I share that verse with you? Because that's truly my heart and my prayer for this church and for each one of you guys, that you would recognize that this is the word of God. This right here, what we're reading, what we're sharing, it's not from from me. It's not from any teacher, not from anything that's going on. it's, It's God. And I think this is really important for us to hear is that that if we would receive the word of God which we've heard and welcomed it, not as a word of man, but, it, but, but as truth, truth, the word of God that effectively works in you. So as you read on your own time, as you come to church, know what you're hearing and what you're reading is the word of God. And I pray, I pray that the truth would grow inside of you and that you would continue to be faithful unto unto the Lord. Because all it takes, you guys, is a mustard seed of faith. All it takes is a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain. I just said, what would a peanut size do? What would a peanut size do? What would a grape do? What would a basketball do? Man. Let us place our faith in the Lord and trust in Him and know that He is with us always, right? You've
0: been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Cluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible, now with mobile technology. We have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format. Simply log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast, or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes store. Again, our web address is www.gracetothehearers.com. Finally, we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider helping us continue to expand the radio ministry of Grace to the Hearers. You can do so by securely donating a gift of any amount at gracetothehearers.com. Just click on the donate button. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Judges, right here on Grace to the Hearers.